produced by Podcast Architects. Welcome back to another episode of The Path Forward. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Rick Fernandez, and we're coming to you from the home of Eric Dickerson in Sealy ISD. And I have three guests with me today, so I want to welcome Dr. Brian Hallmark, Superintendent of Sealy ISD. Thanks for having us on. You got it. I also want to welcome our teacher-to-be, Hannah Gibson. Hannah, welcome. Hi, hello. And a very special guest, the president of Hartwell University, Matthew Flippin. Welcome. Hello. Hello. Good to see you. So let's jump right in. Semester's almost done, Dr. Hallmark. Tell me a little bit about the first half of the year, some of the things that have been going on, some excitement, anything you want to share from the first half? So we've had, uh, we've had a great first semester, and I think some of it is just like catch your breath because knock on wood, we have had no COVID issues this year. And like you forget what it's like to do school without a pandemic affecting everything you do. <laughs> so so I got I to gotta stop you there because are you a baseball fan? You never talk about the no-hitter during the no hitter you let it keep going so you don't jinx the good vibe that you've had so far but um, that's awesome that you guys have, have really had a good start without the, the onset of covid what else is going on well, we've got a lot of exciting things going on it's been a very successful year for you know for our students our, our student athletes and and our students who are who are performers you know this last weekend we had our ffa actually went to the state competition and all 22 people that qualify for state actually placed in the state competition Very in the top nice. 10. Wow. And so lots of, lots of success stories like that. Very nice. And in terms of your staff, anything that uh, you want to point out uh, or give a shout out for your staff and how they performed this first semester? I think the thing is, is just what I appreciate most about our staff is they love kids. And our focus this year has been on engagement and like, how do we know our kids at a deeper level and how do we know our content at a deeper level? And I think our staff has really dug in and done a great job with that. Mm -hmm. And I think the experiences our kids have in our classrooms because of that are second to none. That's, you know, that's outstanding. And the engagement, I know it's a huge piece, um, not only for your students, but for your staff. So as, as the leader of the district, when you're thinking about your next crop of teachers or teachers that you want to keep or teachers that you need to recruit, what are some of the challenges, not just for Sealy, but some of the things that you're seeing across the state in terms of teacher shortages? I think the, the teacher shortage is a huge challenge. You know, when, when you look at the last two years, if you have an opening, you're lucky if, if, you know, you have one or two applicants where, you know, four or five years ago, that wasn't the case. You might be, you know, you might be choosing between, you know, 10 applicants. Right. And so that's changed tremendously. And, and so there's not as many applicants out there. There's not as many people going into the field of education. And then we have a challenge here that's kind of unique because we're not very far away from Houston. And, you know, Katie is Katie's a 20 minute drive from here. And we have to do things here to keep people wanting to be in Sealy because we can't we can't keep up in terms of payment and benefits like like the big Houston sure. area districts. And so like it's, it's a challenge for us. We get teachers. We have a great, you know, I think we do a fantastic job mentoring brand new teachers, getting them ready. We have a three year uh, teacher development program. And man, when someone leaves us and we poured that into them and it happens a lot. Sure. And so that's a challenge for us too. like, how do we keep great people in this district? How do you find great people? How do you keep them here? 
Well, one of the reasons we're all here today is to talk about specifically an innovative relationship that you have along with Hartwell and, and Hannah, our teacher-to-be is an example of that. So I wanna talk a little bit about the partnership uh, and what exactly it is. So um, I'm gonna kick it over to Matt. So Matt, what's the vision, the mission of Hartwell? Well, simply stated, I mean, the, the vision is that we would uh, fill every uh, t potential teacher vacancy with competent, compassionate educators that really care about kids and are highly qualified. What's your why? Why, why do this? And there's a lot of uh, you know, need out there. Why does this, this role or this endeavor, um, what's, why is it your passion? Sure. Yeah, no, I mean, it really goes back to why we started Hartwell University. And it really comes from a heart for children that are from under-resourced uh, communities that uh, when we uh, did some research and talked to a lot of superintendents really all over the country and heard that there was this growing teacher shortage and this concern, seeing that that was um, the most challenging in under-resourced communities and thinking about children that are coming from tough environments, but that they may walk into a school system where they're um, educated by an underqualified staff or a majority of their time in K-12. You know, how can we expect these children to thrive uh, in that environment? And so it was with this desire to solve that challenge in a way that was really a win for the school system, ultimately a win for the paraprofessional, teacher's assistant, non-certified staff that we believe are the ideal candidates to solve that problem. Um, and then, you know, in the long run, the win for the children that are in those classrooms with those highly qualified teachers. Okay. Um, so you bring up a lot of points and, and I want to uh, dive a little bit deeper on what exactly is the program or the process? And, and Matt, I'll kick this to you. Like you talked about the ideal candidate. How does it work with relationship to Sealy ISD and other school districts you guys are serving? Sure. Yeah, no, that's great. That's a great question, Rick. Thanks for, and thanks for this opportunity. And, and Brian, just thank you for all you're doing. And Hannah, just uh, love uh, getting to meet you and know that now uh, you are going to be an educator. You already are an educator in, in some, um, some regards for sure. So, you know, Hartwell is a bachelor's degree in transformational Christian education. And so it's a full 120 hour uh, credit program you know, designed specifically as an, an online affordable option for non-certified staff. We believe in the model of residency, but we also know that that model is very expensive. So we designed a program that is fully online and fully a residency style program where our students who are mainly non-certified staff mm -hmm. uh, will take courses and then be able to implement things they're learning in their everyday job for the entire up to four years that they're in the program with us. Okay, and Dr. Hallmark, why does this make sense in, in, in this time for Sealy ISD? I think it goes back to, you know, the teacher shortage was the obvious, like that's, yeah. that's, that's the obvious answer, but I think you also look at like how many talented people we have in this district that serve in paraprofessional roles that we're like, man, if, if, if we could get them a certification, they would be a phenomenal teacher and the only thing holding them back is an opportunity and a lot of times when you talk to people it's about it's about time you know the resources of time or money prevent sure. people from getting that college education mm -hmm. and i think hartwell has has removed the barriers of, of <clears throat> the two biggest challenges for someone to get a college education mm -hmm. and that's what drew us to the program 
So let's talk to our, our guest of honor, our teacher to be. So Miss Hannah, why did this program make sense for you? Um, I would say I, when I started my like college journey, um, I was definitely looking for the like quickest option to get out because I loved high school and I, I love education, but I graduated in the pandemic. So like everything being online was kind of like overwhelming to me. And so I tried a lot of different routes and I still wasn't like, I still wasn't happy with what I was learning. And so I found Hartwell on like a whim. Like I came up here to see some of my older, like my old teachers and they told me about the program. And I was like, you know, that sounds interesting. And I can get a like a four year degree in two years. Um, the workload isn't hard. I'm only taking like two classes every eight weeks. So I was like, why not give it a try? And I think it's the most, I've gotten a lot out of it and I've only been in like three classes so far and I really enjoy it. So we were talking a little bit off air and you graduated from Sealy ISD. I did, right? yes. So talk to us a little bit about the decision to to stay home and give back to the community with which you, you were raised and, how you, and when you graduated. Um, well, I first will say when I graduated, I swore that I was not coming back. Sealy <laughs> um, is a great um, school district. I was just kind of over the like small town feel of everything. And so I went to uh, Blinn my first year in Brenham and I moved out and I tried that and I was just like, no, I don't like this. This is ridiculous. Like rent was expensive. I didn't have a job that I liked. My Like I said, my classes weren't um, something that I was interested in. And so... I decided to come back and give back to the community because I was so involved when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. um, I did theater, choir. Um, I did a lot. <laughs> I was a part of like student council and all that. And so I just spent so much time at that school and I made so many memories and um, I became like friends with my teachers, if that makes sense. And so like working with them now, it's amazing because I get to see like both sides of the coin. So I was just going to ask you, so do you see a little bit of their job? Do you get a, a vision into what their process is every day, some of the things that they're having to take in consideration? And so there's probably times as a student, you're like, you know, what's the big deal? I mean, you, <laughs> Absolutely. you get your lesson plans and you teach, right? But yeah. how, how has it changed your perspective on teaching uh, in general? Um, I would think I was a pretty good student in high school. Um, I didn't cause trouble or anything. But I had students or I had friends that would cause trouble. And like I see like the passion that teachers put into their job. And so it's made me appreciate like how well behaved I was. My parents did an awesome job raising me. But um, like it, it allows me to see how much like blood, sweat and tears go into teaching. And I've really appreciated that. That's awesome. And uh, you do have a couple of teachers that really mentored you and kind of breathe life into this idea of a career of teaching. Do you want to give them a quick shout out? Um, sure. Uh, Ms. Goad, um, Val Goad, uh, Stephanie Nowitzki, and Terry Paw. Very nice. Well, congratulations to you and thank you to them for, for giving us another, another teacher for our students of the future. <laughs> Absolutely, thank you. So we're gonna change gears just a bit because this show is based on innovation, right? And so we've got an innovative partnership here um, <laughs> I wanna open it up to talk a little bit about what are some other opportunities for us to innovate in terms of retaining staff, um, recruiting staff, or just the, the possibility of furthering a pipeline. 
So, and Dr. Hallmark, I want to throw this one to you. So, you had you spent some time in Georgetown, great district. You've had the opportunity to, to probably talk to other superintendents around the state. Are there any any innovative uh, approaches that you've seen, heard about, that may make sense in the future, or that have just piqued your interest in terms of staff retention? I think the the things that I've talked to superintendents about recently, and there's no one that's 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 a long way into this process, but what you hear people talking about is growing their own. Yep. How do we, how do we get great kids to choose to call this community home and be a part of our district? And, and, you know, and that's a win-win for everyone because you know these kids, you know they're great kids, you know that they're gonna be unbelievable professionals and they're passionate about education and all those things. And it's like, how can we, how can we take a group that we have now and ignite that passion for education in them and help them pursue that that as a career field. So is it safe to to say there there may be in the future sometime some grow your own type of cohorts in CLE ISD if it gets to the point where, hey, that that's a viable option and we've got the, the teachers I, and staff to do that. I think without a doubt. I mean I think about, you know, what Hardwell has to offer, for example. And if I had a kid who was coming to me right now and saying, hey, I want to go into education. I would definitely say, hey, consider being a paraprofessional for us while you work on your degree through Hartwell. And now, Matt, I'm going to kick this over to you for your perspective. So I know you work with a lot of districts across the state. Um, are you seeing kind of a trend change to where we're spending a lot of resources to go outwardly to job fairs or across the country to more of, hey, what do we do internally or who can we partner with internally to do like uh, Dr. Hallmark said, have a grow your own type of system in place? Sure. Are you seeing a little bit of that uh, more heavily? Well, I think the the challenge has been that the, the previous approach of going to job fairs uh, and uh, that they're seeing not as many candidates show up at those. And so this reduced supply or reduced interest in that teacher's coming, you know, to the field, either entering college programs to earn their degrees in education or you know, career changers looking at uh, teaching as, a, as an alternative has declined. And so I do think that, you know, grow your own makes sense, right? There's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, data that says, you know, that, uh, you know, educators that have five or six years of experience tend to stay in the field of education for their, for their careers. Well, most non-certified staff, I think the average tenure is six years. And so they've already crossed this threshold that makes sense for them to be uh, an, a great investment uh, candidate for a district that's looking to you know, get the maximum return. I think for high school students that are looking at you know, what careers they, they wanna pursue, that is gonna be most effective when they've got great relationships with existing staff. So it really means that you've got to have a culture on those high school campuses that is extremely relational. And we hear that about, about Seeley. I mean, look at Hannah highlight <laughs> three, three teachers that poured into her. And that's just the short list. I actually, I think there's probably many more. <laughs> and, and that makes such a big difference. I mean, that's, that's one of the beautiful things about a community like Seeley where you do have deep relationships. You do have this connection uh, to the community. So I think we will see more and more, um, schools look at grow your own starting at the high school level as uh, the most uh, viable solution to the teacher turnover, teacher shortage challenge. Hannah, from your perspective, what do school districts <coughs> need to do to get uh, the next group 
interested. So if you have your high school classmates, right, starting, let's say starting in ninth grade, because you, you got to really start early, as you well know. Um, what are some things that school districts might consider in terms of growing their own as this moves forward? Um, I think if they like highlight the like the definite the defining benefits of um, going through a program like Hartwell, um, it's affordable. Um, it's even like it's cheaper if you work at a school and um, pursue your degree. Um, kind of just like you're like when you're 18, you're you're at that point where you want to like soar and like do your own thing, but you still want like a sense of security. And so like being in a school district that raised you up and um, helped you and like seeing familiar faces, I think that'll help a lot. Cause I've had students come into my office and seniors and they're just like, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know, I, college is so expensive and this, that and everything. Mm -hmm. And I tell them about the Hartwell program and they start looking at it and they're like, oh, I can work here. Like as soon as I graduate and I'm like, yeah, you can work here and get your degree. And like, even if you don't want to teach, you still have a degree at the end of it. And I think just like factors like that really get students like wanting to engage. So you bring up a, a, a great point about students not knowing what they want to do. Well, here's a, a secret. Um, well, not, not a well-kept one, but a lot of adults don't know <laughs> what we want to do. You get to a place in college where you're unsure. Mm -hmm. uh, many of us graduate and we're like, okay, now what, right? Yeah. So that's a common feeling, a common thought. Uh, that we probably all have gone through and it is great to have your school particularly your 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 high school start to foster all right what am i good at what do i love who's here to help and mentor me to get to that career path that i want to and so i don't want to put you on the spot but i'm going to anytime somebody says <laughs> that i want to put you on the spot it means they're about to put you on the spot exactly <laughs> to a prospective teacher out there why Sealy isd why come work here oh man um this school district is just like, it's like a family. And like, I feel every day, like I come to work, it's not work. It's more of like a family reunion kind of thing. Mm. Um, the administrators are so appreciative and supportive of everything that you do. And I haven't met a teacher that I just can't like stand. Like I just, um, or I haven't met anyone from Celia ISD that I just can't get along with. It's very much like a family feeling, like it just, like you feel the love everywhere you go. Do you feel like that's helped you progress in your chosen career path? Absolutely, because I have like Mondays are hard. <laughs> and just knowing that I get to work with amazing people like motivates me to go to work. I want to play a quick little game. Could you, up to a certain amount, pay for staff's streaming services on a yearly basis? Netflix, Amazon. Hulu is a part of a mini incentive. Thumbs up or thumbs down? <laughs> Hannah? <laughs> yes? Okay. <laughs> Could you put together some type of points reward, like similar like to a hotel or an airline, where if a teacher based on either attendance or um, maybe student performance, at the end of the year there was some type of either travel award, vacation award, something to their family as an incentive at the end of the year. Could you do that, build some type of reward system to, to lead to a family vacation for staff members? Mm. Like that one? Okay, I thought that one wasn't bad either. <laughs> okay, could you find a way to 
cover the cost of all staff and faculty lunch, plus provide a take-home option for staff at a reduced cost at the end of the day. So their lunch is covered, and if they had to work, um, you know, busy, you got kids going everywhere, there's a prepackaged, pop-it-in-the-oven type of meal for a family of four. Is that a viable option for staff as opposed to, you know, the, the more costly options? Take-home dinner? Take-home dinner. So you, you would cover their lunch in the cafeteria, right? Different quality. No, I'm joking. Cover their lunch <laughs> and then a, a prepackaged at, at uh, reduced cost for a dinner so they could take with them on the way home. Interesting. Give it a thumbs up. <laughs> you like that one? Like Anna said no. No, no. Yeah. I just think people are picky, you know? They are picky. So are you'd waste a lot of money. Oh, okay. 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 And you have to be careful that your incentive doesn't become an expectation. Yeah. And of then course. eventually it loses its Absolutely. benefit. Absolutely. Um, what about could you cover the cost of gas for staff? <laughs> Which we do kind of anyway, but um, beyond just your service miles if you're traveling for work, but if there was some type of incentive where, all right, we can cover gas mileage up to this set amount for staff members. Would that be a viable option? Absolutely, um, yes. <laughs> there, you know, there, there are actually some districts around here that during the, you know, gas going up so high over the past year, that they had they had a program where if gas was above four dollars a gallon, that they would give you a fifty dollar a month allotment. So, really? So people have done like there you go. pretty cool idea. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That one. is a good idea. Yeah. All right. The, the last one I got. Mm -hmm. Could you have um, some type of reward program for sports or theater or events that staff would like to go? So you know, obviously we're close to Houston, so. Um, Astros games or Texans games, Rockets games or university games? Is there some type of program that we could work with? And I know that we do kind of a one-offs with, with baseball and football, um, but collectively for all staff, is there some type of reward program that we could work with our sports organizations mm -hmm. to, to the benefit of staff? Yeah, probably. If I get tickets to an Astros game. You're there? I'm there. What about, what about Texans? No, just the Astros. You may have to wait a while, a little, a little while for the Texans. They're going to be back, I'm telling you. <laughs> Does anybody have any ones they want to throw out there as we're playing this little game? I think about like Wi-Fi hotspots. I don't know how accessible internet is in the in the community, but you know that as a possible solution. I know that that's been important for paraprofessionals in our program in a lot of communities that their districts have. Mm -hmm you know, provided those. Sometimes even the um, Google Chromebooks or other devices that they can use to access from. Oh, yeah, like providing um, electronics. Mm -hmm. for, yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wish there was a way that we could figure out some way to help with housing. Mm -hmm. You know, in, in little communities, sometimes that's an issue because we have, you know, we, we have young adults who have just graduated that yep. are coming to work and, and it's hard to get going. And it's Way harder to get going now financially than it was when, when I got going. There, there is no doubt that the price, the cost of living has gone up exponentially, particularly within the last two years. And there are a lot of districts that are trying to utilize 
staff housing, Austin ISD, one example, but there's, um, there's been a lot of smaller districts uh, in the Valley that have done that, have had some affordable housing and built it just for their staff as they're trying to uh, retain and, and attract um, students. And I know across the country, uh, we work with school districts that are doing that everywhere. Um, obviously in some of the remote places, Alaska and some other places that are hard to reach, they have to do that as a part of their package. So people are getting very creative and innovative because we, we kind of see the writing on the wall. We, we're locked into the budgets that we have based on our funding formula. We've got to be innovative with our partnerships and our thinking to, to be able to retain staff. So, you know, kudos to Sealy ISD, to you, Dr. Hallmark, um, and your staff for starting that journey. And then congratulations to Hannah as you continue your journey. And then I want to thank, you know, Matt for, for being that partner that when we're, when we're needing options, viable options, cost-effective options for our staff that are already working their tails off for our students, being an option and a resource that's gonna help us get to that point where hopefully staffing um, isn't a lingering issue for most school districts. Mm -hmm. As a part of the program, I mean, obviously Hannah's gonna graduate and go on to be a successful teacher, but what does it mean for the community to have an option to go get a degree? How is that changing? I think it's a I think it's a game changer, and I th I think it changes families. You know, we have we have 22 people enrolled in Hartwell right now, and if that's 22 people in our community that don't have college degrees, they're going to have that, and then get get paid based on that college degree. That's going to change that the the trajectory of their family potentially for generations to come, and that's you know, I think for us to be able to do that for our community is amazing. You, that's a very interesting take, and I hadn't considered the power of that, right? Because we know that when students have parents that have gone to college, they're more likely to go and to finish college and change the trajectory of not only their their path, but the future generations, like you stated. So that's a huge benefit, and, and thank you for sharing that. I did not consider that piece of it. You're not only changing the immediate, but also the future for, for your kids and for Celia ISD. It's a great point. And teachers produce teachers. Yes. You know, if you've been an educator, you're more likely for your children to follow in those in those footsteps. Absolutely, absolutely. Continue the line of, of great teaching, great learning, um, but also great community and impact. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's a heart for service that ends up getting getting passed down. I mean, you see your, your parents giving yeah. back in a real selfless way and uh, you realize that your career can be more about others. Sure. And yeah. you want to continue in that line of service. Absolutely. Hannah, tell us a little bit about your classmates in Hartwell. What type of experiences are y'all sharing? What's the camaraderie like as you go through this? Um, I would say a lot of the coursework um, that we do um, requires us to converse with each other or uh, talk to each other. Uh, we do a lot of like discussion board um, assignments and it gets pretty personal because uh, Hartwell is a Christian-centered university. And so a lot of the times these people are coming from uh, various backgrounds. We have single parents, um, uh, children that are uh, products of divorce. And so they have like they have um, all different kinds of backgrounds and stories. Sure. And we're encouraged to like pray for them or uh, speak words of encouragement to them. And that's like one of my favorite things to do because um, I love encouraging people. And so to read some of their stories like day, uh, day after day, it's really, um, it's, it's refreshing to know that 
um, my words of encouragement can my, you know, might be able to help them in their situation. So, so what you said is they mirror the students that we receive in our classes, really. They exactly. Got, they have diverse backgrounds. Yeah. They all have barriers of some sort, and it's our role to figure out how to encourage them and, and teach them. So that's a great, um, great point there. And, and Matt, I'm going to ask your perspective on what you're seeing also in the cohorts and, and mm -hmm. how the, the, the students are progressing. Sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you for sharing that, Hannah. Just, <laughs> uh, you're such a beautiful person. So just, thank you. What a privilege to get to be with you today. You know, when we were uh, building Hartwell and wanted to target uh, as our ideal student, the paraprofessional non-certified staff, um, we uncovered that roughly 70% of that population are single parents. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so we thought, you know, there are some really important things that we need to build into our uh, program to encourage and support them. This relational connectivity online is a real indicator of uh, retention, you know, so that, that, that we can we're seeing a 93% retention rate in our students term after term is really important. You know, the other thing that we identified through survey is that 95% of non-certified staff want to become educators. And so we knew that if we could address these barriers of time and money, that we would be able to attract them. We missed one barrier that we later identified, which Hannah does not have, I don't see, but it is the self-doubt. Uh, barrier. A lot of our students have stories that or experience that they've gone through that um, cause them to think that they aren't worthy of it or don't deserve it or can't do it. Mm -hmm. And so when we partner with the district, one of the key elements of that partnership is the nomination of people that the district sees having the potential of being great teachers and nominating someone and saying, hey, Hannah, I see in you the potential to be a great teacher. Uh, really helps overcome that story and starts to write a new story on that student's life that, yes, I can, I can not only can I be a great teacher, I can, I can use my story, the, the hard experiences I've been through to help encourage students, K-12 students that might be going through something similar so that they can overcome that in their own lives. That's, that's excellent. And, and Hannah, that's a great perspective to have is just learning from those diverse experiences that you're getting through your classmates. Dr. Hallmark, I want to give you the last word. <clears throat> Why Sealy ISD? And I'm going to tell you what, I don't know. I think they put something in the water here. <laughs> I really do. And I know people say that about, you know, wherever they work, but right. this is a special, special community. And I, I, I can't, I don't have enough time to even talk but about. We were, we were talking about your own children thriving in this community. Absolutely. Like, you know, I, I came from a bigger district. I grew up in a small town and like us coming here and, and, my my own children to be able to have the opportunities to to participate in multiple activities and and all that and it really is it's 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 small town you know it's it is that small town feel and small town opportunities but but we also have big city dreams and right. and our kids are going to compete with any kids out there guaranteed and and this this community loves the school district and they will they will leave no stone unturned to support us and whatever it is to provide great experiences for our kids. And I, I love this place. That's awesome. That's awesome to hear as a, as a fellow educator. And I'm very excited for the future of not only Sealy ISD, but your partnership with Hartwell and Hannah, your future, because it's going to be quite bright. And, and if you don't, for some reason, teaching and work out, you can come take my job <laughs> anytime because you nailed it today. Thank you. Thank you. And I want to thank all of our guests, Dr. Uh, Dr. Hallmark, Hannah, Matt, 
thank you for joining us today on the Path Board and sharing some of this innovation and uh, this partnership with us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you. Absolutely. Produced by Podcast Architects.